days of buying victories with free agents and hoping that spending big money and throwing big money out at big names is a thing of the past. All right, well, here's what I'll tell you. We are going to be ready to go come day one. As far as our season goes, we're going to be better than last year. Nobody picked us in 05. Nobody picked us to get in in 2008. We're looking to get back into the playoffs, and hopefully, you know, maybe we can get in this year. I don't know. I think it might be a little bit closer just because 49ers played Seattle last week and they beat them. Hopefully they just play with themselves, just yeah, run the ball. Don't do, don't show any trick, too many trick plays, save them for the playoffs. And yeah, hopefully stay injury free and get out there, get out there with W. As a player, I want Redbird fans to really remember me by my positivity and my hard work and dedication. That's how I want people to remember me as someone that influences others and does not focus on herself. I will talk to anybody and I just make everybody around me better. That's the question is whether or not he really is going to be the franchise quarterback that they believe he will be. Coming into the season, I didn't know much about him. Didn't know that he was going to be the lights-out three-point shooter that he was. And it's really elevating the Redbird offense to that next level, that level they need to be at to potentially get into the NCAA tournament. I just think what the Cubs need to do is, is live up to their potential. You know, there's a lot of guys with a ton of talent on that team, and that's why they won the World Series in 2016. The only way the Cubs are going to live up to their expectations would be go out, win the division, get to the postseason and win the World Series because they expect to do it. And I think uh, Cubs fans should hold them to a higher standard than what they used to. I'm not saying you have to win the World Series every year, but uh, I think the bar has been raised, and that's made it really fun to be a Cubs fan in Chicago. Hey, everybody. Marcus Grant from NFL Fantasy Live on the NFL Network. Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 to score, an ISU Redbird alum. Hey everyone, it's Luke Stuckmeyer. Hey Redbirds, it's Leah Johnson. This is Mark Shanowski. Now time. Now time. Now time. It's now time for your fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special. And here's your host, Will Farlow. Welcome in to the 33rd episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farlow here with you tonight on April 24th, 2019, welcoming listeners to the 33rd episode of Will's 5th Quarter Special. I'm here tonight on this special edition of the 5th Quarter Sports Talk, where there's another clock that's going to be sounding after every pick pretty soon that's not similar to the clock you hear at the end of a sports game. It's the NFL Draft. NFL Draft 2019 kicks off tomorrow, going through Friday and Saturday in Nashville, Tennessee, where all 32 NFL teams will get their chance to pick a future franchise cornerstone and the next impact player for their organization that will impact each team's future. So we're going to be talking all things Chicago Bears up to the NFL draft that starts tomorrow. They don't pick till round three, but we know our GM Ryan Pace has always made some surprises for Bears fans to enjoy to this point. So we are going to be talking about that. We're also going to cover... Other things with the Chicago Bears, they're also in the headlines with certain things uh, relating to Robbie Gold, the uh, former Bears kicker that's still playing in the NFL. Might he come back? Uh, And we brought somebody that was on last year for the first time we covered the NFL Draft Chicago Bears special on this show. And it is somebody that is also a WZND alum where I started working uh, at uh, Illinois State University as well. Uh, so it's a fellow alum of ISU and Z&D, very well respected in Chicago sports. He's been on the show before, so this is his third time coming on. Very well respected broadcaster, a friend of the show, 
somebody that's given us pretty good support and praise to this point. And uh, Mark Grody is back on this episode. I did an interview with him this afternoon for this 33rd episode of Will's Fifth Quarter Special. And uh, we talked a lot of great things with about the Chicago Bears. Uh, we covered how the environment was at House Hall with the team, the front office, the organization as a whole, after the double joint kick by Cody Parkey against the Eagles, where they lost by one point, 16-15 last season. We talked about how that can really help translate in a better fashion to the season this, that's coming up. And uh, the, the things fans are looking forward to, broadcast guys, anybody that knows Chicago Bears in the organization, what they're looking forward to doing this year with the talent they have on this roster. And they're going to have a chance to try and add more to that talent as well. Uh, we talked about uh, the Robbie Gold stuff that's in the headlines as well. Might he come back to the Bears possibly in a trade? Mark and I also talked about what we feel could happen in the draft when the Bears start that third round at pick 87, following those picks in round four, five, and two uh, seventh-round picks. That seventh-round pick also a lot of people don't know is courtesy of uh, a trade made with the Eagles last year where we traded DeAndre Hall. But uh, long story short, Mark and I talked a lot of things Chicago Bears on that. And, uh, you know, it was, it was just a really great conversation about the Chicago Bears. There's a lot of things going on with this team. You know, a lot of exciting things that, uh, you know, when you go through a rebuild, any team, especially the teams in Chicago know this well, like the Cubs, the White Sox right now going through one, uh, the Bulls and uh, the Blackhawks did years ago. Every team goes through that. But a team like the Chicago Bears is truly giving their fans something that was worth waiting for. And uh, Mark Grody and I talked a lot about that today for this special Bears pre-NFL draft edition of the Fifth Quarter Sports Talk here in episode 33. So here is that interview with 670 to scores, Bears sideline reporter, and Bears expert, Mark Grody. So Mark Grody back on Will's fifth quarter special. Now, Mark, we had you on last year for our first coverage of the Bears in the NFL draft, and we're lucky enough to have you again this year to talk about the Bears pre-draft. So first, welcome back on the show, man. We're glad to have you back on this year. Will, thanks for having me, man. It is always a pleasure to be on the show, and I love talking Bears and love talking uh, NFL draft. Let's do it, man. Well, yeah, I uh, I can't wait either. I, I mean, it feels like we're watching it already the way they're doing the coverage. It's very interesting where all these teams are at going into the draft, but I think we got to talk about the elephant in the room that ended the Bears uh, early in the playoffs last year, and it was the Cody Parkey pick. I know uh, just using that name right now is a little taboo in the uh, eyes and mouths of Bears fans, but uh, you know when you're covering the team after that throughout this offseason up to this draft, what is the, like first, what was the environment like after that kick, and maybe is there something you heard from the front office or Ryan Pace that kind of encouraged that the team could bounce back from what happened? Yeah, the environment after me, it was, it was a very surreal moment when he, when he misses the kick and it does the double doink. I think that what went through my head and probably everybody else standing on that sideline, coaches and players, because I'm literally standing right next to the players and coaches, is no, that didn't just happen. I mean, to me, I was like, I was like, how can this be undone right now? There has to have been a penalty on the play. Something has to have, there had to have been movement. Uh, they need to review it. Like this could not possibly have happened. Uh, we always talk about perfect endings in sports. This was exactly the antithesis, the imperfect ending in a sporting event. Um, although it sort of, there, there were many clues to this throughout the season that something like that, could possibly happen so 
it was a horrible moment. There's no doubt about it. There's nothing that you could say afterwards. It was a horrible personal moment, obviously, for Cody Parkey. I mean, you do have to think about him from a human nature standpoint. And then there's nothing you could say when you go into that locker room, that the Bears played well enough to win a playoff game in advance. And then, unfortunately, a uh, the kicker misses the final uh, boot. As far as are they – can they rebound from it? Can they get over it? Absolutely. I mean, it's not like this was a fluke season, in my opinion, the 2018 season, because there's so much legitimate talent on the team. So they're going to bounce back, and they're still going to be a a favorite to be in the playoffs in some way, shape, or form. However, um, they still have to get this kicking situation right. They've brought in three guys right now to try out. You're hearing the Robbie Gold noise now, now that he wants out of San Francisco, it sounds like. So, yeah, there's the, the same piece that was imperfect last year, it's still imperfect right now. Um, so they, they have to get that part right. Um, and if they don't, then that's on them. Um, absolutely. So, um, yeah, bounce back for sure, but there's still some things that they need to put in place before they can bounce back. Yeah, no, and I think the positive right after that happened is obviously some of the awards, honors that the Bears, especially Matt Nagy, you know, his first year with the organization, getting a great award like Coach of the Year at that, I think that just really speaks of the team's character. And I think the main thing I always like to look at before the draft, I'm sure uh, you're the same this way, it's always interesting to see what players can fall at what pick. You know, we always do the mock drafts. We always follow those. But it's always interesting to see how those are completely different on draft night. And obviously something that's been talked a lot about lately with the Bears after Jordan Howard got traded to the Eagles who is going to be the uh, running back to replace him? And I know there's a few names I have on my eye. Uh, like they visited with Miles Sanders is definitely a big name uh, out of Penn State. Devin Singletary, uh, Mike Weber out of Ohio State. We saw uh, apparently practicing with Matt Nagy or something. So, like, what are you hearing around uh, Hall in terms of what they're looking for in a, uh, like a new running back possibly in the draft? Well, interestingly enough, I was out at Hallis Hall yesterday talking to Ryan Pace with the rest of the media, and for the first time, he sort of quelled the notion that the Bears have to pick a running back. They still very well may do that because there's always a lot of misdirection and misguidance put out there by GMs. But for the first time, Pace was like, yeah, I've heard the narrative out there that we, we have to get a running back, and he pretty much said that that's not the case. In other words, they're very happy with what they have and that they, they signed Mike Davis, and maybe Mike Davis is going to be more a part of this than all of us had thought. I mean, they seem very comfortable with him. They say that he's a guy who can carry the load, so to speak, that he is a guy that doesn't have a ton of tread on his tires right now because he's played in a limited capacity in his short career in the NFL. Obviously, you have Tariq Cohen, who has the potential of being a home run hitter out of the backfield. Um, and you know, so they're pretty happy with, with what they have. It does not mean that they won't draft a running back. And, you know, they, they like a guy who is versatile, who could do a lot of things, who can catch the ball out of the backfield, um, obviously. So those are things that they pointed out early on. Um, you know, one of the names that you mentioned, some great names right there, one name that was, was pretty prominent at the combine and linked to the bears was, was Benny Snell out of uh, Kentucky. He's a guy that could potentially be there at the 87th overall pick in the draft. And I know from talking to Benny Snell there that he he said that he did speak to the Bears. He did have a formal meeting with the Bears, but that doesn't necessarily correlate to them picking him because they probably had formal conversations with a whole lot of guys. 
But it'll be interesting to see. I mean, like I said, for the first time yesterday, uh, I was not sold on the idea that the Bears were going to use their third-round pick to take a running back. Yeah, no, I actually have to agree because historically, if we look at it, Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard both came in rounds four and five. And I think Mike Davis, like you were just talking about, I mean, that's a free agent I didn't expect that was going to sign with the Bears. I originally thought he was going to stay in Seattle, but I think he's a really good running back. I like him complimenting Tariq Cohen the way he just runs very well in between the tackles. We saw, you know, Seattle's O-line wasn't completely there, but, you know, he, I think it's going to be really interesting. I mean, you know, it seems like our draft this year, you know, even if you're Ryan Pace and the Bears, it seems more defensive and, like, still quarterbacks in the first round, and it seems like maybe some running backs will slip where those have been picked. So, like, I know we talk about, like, with you last year, we kind of had you pick um, with the Bears picks who you thought would fit where. So, Mark, I, I hope you, uh, I hope you're ready. We're bringing that back this year, um, just for fun. Um, who do you see uh, picked where with the Bears picks that they have currently? With the uh, with the number thir- three pick or the the uh, up pick to seven, yeah. Just kind of paint a picture of your uh, mock draft if you're Ryan Pace. Who would you pick uh, for the Bears at these picks? Okay, um, yeah, I think that man. I think I'd still probably go running back. Um, in the third round, if I if I absolutely had to, um, I would say maybe the Benny Snell pick there in the third round. Actually, let me amend that. There's a guy in the third round that I'd prefer to see the Bears take, and I don't know if he's going to be on the board, but I think that this guy is a dark horse in the draft. He is a wide receiver from Iowa State by the name of Hakeem Butler. Uh, he's huge. He's a six six really target. good player over there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, and I think that big-bodied guys are something the Bears could use because it's just, let's face it, Adam Shaheen just hasn't been particularly um, dependable at this point. So, and I, the 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 rapport that that he had this year, talking about Mitchell Trubisky, uh, the rapport that he had with Allen Robinson, I thought was just excellent. So, if you could if you could have a guy that can make up for a little bit of accuracy troubles then I think that that's the guy. So I'll go Hakeem Butler in the third round. Fourth round, that's where I think maybe the Bears will land um, a running back. And I guess I'll go with Benny Snell. He's been my guy throughout um, this. In the in the fifth round, um, I'm going to say the, the Bears are going to think – they're going to be thinking um, defensive backfield. And I'm going to say specifically that they're going to go with a cornerback um, maybe somebody like uh, Byron Murphy out of Washington or Julian Love, who is some people may know out of Notre Dame. So I like that as a depth pick. Obviously, nobody's going to supplant Kyle Fuller nor Prince of Mukamara for that matter. Um, I would say in the sixth round, um, I, I think that in the sixth round, I'm going to say probably I'm going to go an offensive lineman for some depth. Um, because I think that that's an, an important thing to have. And I, I would say specifically at the tackles, um, I think you need depth behind Bobby Massey and Charles Leno Jr. So maybe somebody like Trey Adams out of out of Washington there. Um, uh, in the seventh round, dare I say it, that the Bears may go with a, a place kicker, the guy who I thought comported him um, best at the combine was probably Matt Gay out of Utah. So I think that he's an interesting prospect. Um, and then maybe with one of their other seventh round picks, 
Uh, go with, I think this will be a little bit of a surprise, but we haven't talked, you know, too much about defense other than the, the, the defensive backfield, maybe a defensive tackle. Uh, maybe, maybe we stay with Notre Dame, somebody like Jerry Tillery out of, uh, out of Notre Dame. Mark, I think I already know from last year, you called that first round pick right on the dot with Roquan Smith and, uh, they might have to put you in the draft room, I think. You got some really good picks here. I think <laughs> I have to give you the credit there, Mark. You do a very good job on your analysis there. I think with the running back, so I actually had a more interesting name that I think, you know, it's kind of what you remember with Eddie Jackson. He got injured, you know, in the season with Alabama. We got lucky and got him over in round four a few years ago in the draft. Really good pickup for the Bears if you look at the draft history with this team they're developing in the core. I like Bryce Love a lot. I think – I, it might be kind of a wild card for a Matt Nagy offense, but I see his size and his speed. I could just kind of think if he's healthy for the team, you know, got a compliment with Tariq Cohen or, uh, you know, Mike Davis, like a guy that can develop under those guys. Um, I feel like Matt Nagy would just have, even with Cordero Patterson, maybe two speedsters um, on the offense. I feel like Bryce Lawrence Absolutely. is an interesting name. Yes, I agree with you. If he's around, like, I don't think he's a guy, you, you probably don't take a chance with him in three, four, five, maybe, maybe with some of your seven, with your two seventh rounders. And I only say that because he did have a severe leg injury. Um, but yeah, the Stanford kid, he is terrific. He's also a really impressive kid. Like I did talk to him at the combine. He's got a great personality and he's fun to talk to super intelligent guy. So I know that that's not the end-all, be-all, but it makes him an interesting prospect. And, yeah, man, I mean, he, he was a track star in high school. Um, if if you could depend on that guy being healthy, he's going to be an impact player for somebody because I think that before his injury, he was probably projected maybe late first round, second round. So he, he's that guy that whoever gets him, he's going to be a value pick. I like that name. It's a good call by you. Boy, I appreciate it. I mean, I think uh, you did so well at the draft there. I think I just had to even do my homework more this year. You're like the draft expert there, Mark. So uh, we, <laughs> I have to end with this final question. It's a little bit in advance. Obviously, the season hasn't started. I've been training camp. But uh, a lot of Bears fans are excited. I, I know you were just talking about Robbie Gold. I, I'm with Bears fans here. I'm sure you can agree it would be great to see him back in the city of Chicago. I mean, his family's still here. He's at that playoff game with the double doink by Cody Parkey. But it's almost exciting to see that we are starting the season. Yes, it's the eighth hardest schedule coming up. But, you know, with that type of schedule, you know, and Matt Nagy's mentality you see with the team, what have you kind of seen with this team in the offseason? Like, have you seen, you know, even prior to up to the draft or maybe an after, have you seen Matt Nagy, like share any uh, special meanings of encouragement or any of that from the players specifically about their um, kind of their edge to even go farther in the playoffs maybe next year? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I, you know, this, I had a chance to talk to uh, Tariq Cohen recently and he, he said that, you know, the, the entire city of Chicago right now believes that, you know, there, there is something more that this team needs to do still based on what happened last year. So, I think that, you know, it's tough to win multiple years in a row in the NFL, and it, it would be tough and pop, perhaps even unrealistic to think the Bears would be a 12-win team again this year. But the, the hunger is certainly there based on what happened last year. Um, I think that, you know, Matt Nagy knows that the schedule – I mean, it's going to be a big year for Matt Nagy because, number one, 
he's got to get the offense better. Uh, they were fine last year, but I think that it's fair to say they were just okay. This is a, an offense that was ranked, what, 20th, 21st in the league last year. So he's got to get that better. And then Matt Nagy has to manage all of these national games this year, whether it's Sunday nights, Monday nights, Thanksgiving Day, Thursday nights, they're back-to-back Thursday. So that, there's a lot of managing that goes on this year when you have to to deal with that. But I know that Matt Nagy is forever positive, and he is definitely you know looking at this year as a huge expectation season. And then along the way, the, the complicated part is continuing to develop the starting quarterback in Mitchell Trubisky. So, so yeah, it's, it's a good point you bring up about the schedule with heavies like Kansas City and New Orleans. You play both Los Angeles teams, the Rams and the Chargers. Uh, you play Dallas. You play Minnesota twice, obviously, Green Bay twice. So it is a rugged, wonderfully dizzying schedule the Bears have to deal with this year. Yeah, no, I, I think Matt Nagy, though, I'm sure you can agree with me. He has that type of personality that can just captivate a team. I think I, I'm kind of guessing right now we might even see a little club dub on the prime time. maybe. I don't know, maybe Troy Aikman, if he's calling the game, might jump in with the club dub maybe if they get him on TV. That'd be kind of something Bears fans would probably dig. But uh, Mark Grody, once again, it's always a pleasure to have you here on Will's fifth quarter special. And uh, I, I know we've had you on for the draft like last year, but I think we're going to have to get you on for during the season if we're able to you're able to squeeze us in so just thanks again for your time and uh enjoy the draft coming up this weekend and keep up the good work over at 670 we're very uh, proud of what you're doing over there thank you very much will i'm proud of you too brother and i look forward to talking to you during the football season for sure so that was some really great fifth quarter sports talk that we like to do here on will's fifth quarter special of great uh insight brought on by mark grody and uh you know, it was just really great talking some good content on the Chicago Bears like that. And, uh, it's, you know, like I said before, it's a team that I think has a lot of potential to continue to grow. And the thing a lot of people believe, and I've kind of found this out on my own just as a fan as well, um, along with my, you know, other hat being the host and creator of the show and talking um, the right perspective on teams in uh, an unbiased fashion. Uh, the fan side of me also sees it that way with the Bears, where they have a lot of talent. You know, when you trade a player like Jordan Howard, and Mark and I uh, didn't get a chance to talk about this completely in detail, but I'm going to kind of... And, you know, I mean, when you trade a player like Jordan Howard, it, um, you know, a player... When you trade a player in Jordan Howard, you know, a fifth-round pick you made a few years ago that had a really good impact on the team, it's going to kind of put a, a little bit of a question mark. You know, you had really good depth in running back position, you know, Matt Nagy's offensive mind as a head coach, that's kind of an important thing. Where if you make a trade like that, you need to have somebody that could fill that. And I think it's no doubt that the Bears are going to look at running backs in this draft. And a lot of fans were wondering who it was going to be because when you only have the third round pick to start the draft, that kind of almost limits it a little bit. But the last few years, we've seen some star running backs come out of rounds three, four, and five. Kareem Hunt, a few years ago, getting drafted in round three to the Kansas City Chiefs when he was still there, um, playing at Arrowhead Stadium. And, uh, you know, obviously Jordan Howard came through the draft for the Bears in uh, those rounds. Uh, Tariq Cohen in round four not too long ago as well. So um, even Kadeem Carey not too long ago. You know, a, a good role player the Bears had years ago in their running core. But... Uh, you know, when you, I, you hear in the reports that they're meeting with, like, 18 running backs, that really shows how important they're taking this, not just with the development of the team, but 
you know, something that they obviously want to grow even more this year. Now, Mr. Trubisky's a little more settled in with the uh, new offensive weapons, the, the core they're developing with this O-line especially that's pretty solid. Um, now that this is all set up through one year, you know, they got that chemistry built a little bit. They can start uh, being more competitive with the offensive approach in the second year under the Matt Nagy era uh, because of how well that offense is set together, even after that trade with Jordan. And uh, I think the Robbie Gold stuff even adds to that more, too. Not just, uh, you know, the stuff that this team could have coming back or coming to it, you know, through the draft or trades or free agency as a whole, but it, it comes down to identity. It's something I've always liked to stress on this show, the importance of about any team we talk about here. It, it matters that, you know, a good team that doesn't just win games, you know, that if they, you can win a game, you know, any team can win a game, you know, whether it be, you know, the worst team in the NFL beating the best team, it, or even baseball, basketball, any sport that can happen. You know, that's the beauty of sports. Anything can happen. You know, you always expect the unexpected is what I like to say. And what I'm trying to get at is the Bears have that great identity, you know, and Matt Nagy just matched with those pieces of the puzzle they were putting together here in Chicago. You know, courtesy of GM Ryan Pace, his staff, and McCaskey's working well to try and put this through a rebuild together. You know, they knew what had to be done, and they did it. You know, we got 12 wins, 4 losses last year, really good record, probably the best in 4 or 5 years, but now they can even continue to add to that, you know, to add to the great history of the Chicago Bears. And, uh, you know, that starts, like we said, uh, Thursday, tomorrow night, around 7 p.m., Obviously, they're going to have pre-draft coverage, the fun red carpet stuff like, ooh, what's people wearing? You know, people, the fans love checking that out. I know I've watched that, too, just to see, you know, because you hear what those pre-drafted players are feeling and talking about because they're people, too. You know, they're not just picks on draft boards. And I uh, I wish every team in the NFL uh, nothing but the best luck with their picks. It's a tough job to be a GM uh, in uh, professional sports, especially on draft nights. So uh, best luck to those GMs. And uh, GM Ryan Pace, uh, we here in Chicago support you 100%, and uh, I think we're going to have another great draft. If we know anything about uh, Ryan Pace, the GM of the Chicago Bears, he is really good at drafting players, you know, whatever pick it is. So we appreciate. Uh, so now we're on to the final segment of the show that everyone enjoys. It's Will's Sports Movie Moments. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guest hosts, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie and compare it to modern day sports. Listeners can hop onto the podcast, Facebook, and Twitter page and post their own sports movie moment favorite to share with us that could, to share with us that could, uh, maybe if it, so my pick is obviously going to relate to the NFL Draft. It's one I did last year. It's a really great movie, and it, it stars a very well-respected actor that's been in a lot of good sports movies before, and uh, like Field of Dreams, uh, McFarlane USA, and it's Kevin Costner. And Draft Day plays GM Sonny Weaver Jr. of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, his father was a coach and passed away. He gets a bit of backlash for father firing his father. He gets a bit of backlash about firing his father, but uh, he had good reasons uh, to do it for his mother. Obviously, if you see the movie, you'll see that scene. Um, it's a really great movie, and I, I think it's one of my favorites to cover on this show so far when draft times come around, even if it's different teams, because there's not a lot of movies out there that can capture what the draft is like. You know, what 
the players go through, what the front office of teams go through, coaches, current players on those teams, what they go through, and, uh, you know, just what the people working the draft go through. You know, like that whole process, you know, the insides and outs, it really kind of shows you what the draft is like, you know, from different points of view, which I think is really great, you know, for sports fans to see, for the public to see, because they could see how it really is, you know, kind of understand those people better, maybe improve the draft or whatever. But I think it's a really great movie. And the scene I'm picking is probably, to me, one of the most um, realistic scenes in the movie, you know, uh, you know, in terms of human communication in a professional sports organization. And it's the scene where Sonny Weaver Jr. goes back, he goes down to the club, uh, he goes to the uh, Browns clubhouse area, you know, uh, you know, where the locker room is and everything. He goes down, Sonny Weaver goes down to the Browns locker room and he goes to talk to their current quarterback, Brian Drew, who was played by Tom Welling in the movie. And he talk, he asks, why did you just, did you just, he, Sonny asks uh, Brian Drew, did you just trash my office? And he said, yes. And I said, he said, why did you trash my office? You know, basically is what he's saying. And it's obviously because Brian Drew knows that they traded three consecutive first-round picks to the Seattle Seahawks to draft Bo Callahan. And, you know, it's still early in the movie, so a lot of people don't know why Sonny did that. You know, it's still a question mark to people who even seen the movie. But Brian Drew's in the place every player is on draft night in the real NFL setting. You know, every team drafts players. That's going to happen. You know, you draft new players, you know, for your future and other things like that. But what happens is that current player is afraid that they might lose their spot. You know, that's going to happen, you know, and I, that's tough a situation. That's a tough situation to be in if you're that current player on a team, you know, where that's getting a new quarterback and you were the starting quarterback. You're afraid to get traded or you're going to have to compete or something. You know, it, it adds that pressure, you know, to you as a player. And Brian Drew obviously felt that in the movie. And I feel like both actors, uh, you know, in those parts really captured the essence of, um, in terms of what current players deal with. And I'm just comparing that to the NFL draft, you know, seeing in the eyes of these teams. Uh, I'm going to definitely pick on this one. You know, the Arizona Cardinals, I think, is one, um, you know, with their quarterback situation. But definitely the Bears, you know, um, when they drafted Mitch Trubisky a few years ago, you know, to be the franchise QB, a lot of you know, people are wondering, what about Mike Lennon? You know, you just gave him a three-year deal in free agency. And I, I'm sure if you're in the shoes of Mike Lennon at that time, he's wondering, okay, they just drafted a quarterback. You know, they, they traded up from pick three to two to do this. You know, what's going to happen? So that's almost like what Brian Drew was going through in draft day, you know, when he was talking with Sonny Weaver Jr. And, you know, obviously, if you haven't seen the movie, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll find out kind of what happens. You know, they get the draft day and everything. And, you know, and I'm not going to spoil the rest of the movie for you guys, but it's uh, it's a really great movie. And I feel like this scene really compares well to the draft. You know, what current players on these teams go through, you know, they're people like us. Like I said, they're just not, you know, players on a list, on a roster. And, uh, you know, the people going in the draft aren't just picks on a board. And, you know, they're people just like us. They go through things. They have feelings about it. You know, they have struggles with it. And then they, they get through it. They move forward. And continue to hopefully have great careers. So that's my sports movie moment favorite. I feel like this one uh, covering the draft is um, just a little, it, t it takes more inside of what we see with the front office and the player, you know, during draft time. It's a very stressful time, very emotional. And um, 
that's my sports movie moment favorite. And uh, and that's all the time we have in episode 33 of Will's Fifth Quarter Special. Tune in next time as next week we'll be doing another YouTube live stream. We're going to do a recap of the Bears NFL draft, what happened there. Uh, the Bulls aren't too far away from the draft, but uh, they're in some trade rumors right now already with a few teams on uh, their point guard situation. We're going to continue covering the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs as well throughout their regular season. Both teams progressing a little bit better in terms of record standing, their pitching, and we're going to talk more about that next week on the YouTube live stream and uh, upcoming ep- We're going to talk about in the live stream what will be coming up in episode 34 of Will's Fifth Quarter Special. We want to thank 670 The Score Bears sideline reporter Mark Grody for his continued support of Will's Fifth Quarter Special, the sports content we do on this show, and the work we do here, and taking the time to speak with us this afternoon on a busy time uh, for uh, people covering NFL teams, you know, before the draft. And, you know, Mark, we really appreciate your time. You're a fan of the show. You support the show and what we do here, and we really appreciate your time and support. And uh, wish you nothing but the best of luck moving forward. Continue the great work at 670 with your team covering the draft this weekend. And uh, we look forward to having you on the show more down the road as well. When the four-quarter buzzer sounds, turn to us for your fifth-quarter sports talk. I'm your host, Will Farrell, along with 670 to score Bears sideline reporter Mark Grody saying so long from Will's fifth-quarter special. To continue to hear your fifth quarter sports talk, you can check out all of Will's fifth quarter specials. Go to WilliamDFarlow.com. Get on in, join the sports conversation, share any opinions or thoughts on all things sports. Head to the Twitter page at WilliamDFarlow. The fifth quarter never stops. Never stops. Never stops. Here on Will's fifth quarter special.